welcome to Write Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 112, Why Are You Doing This?, coming to you on Sunday, November 25th, 2018. You know how sometimes something sticks with you? It hit you the first time, and then you find yourself coming back and thinking about it again and again and pondering Like, how does this apply to you? What does this mean to you? What are all the nuances and layers of why you keep thinking about this thing that you heard? Yeah, me too. (laughs) So I don't know exactly how I got there, but um, probably because I'm a subscriber to the Michael Jr. YouTube channel, and I saw one of his uh, YouTube videos. He's a Christian comedian. I think he's so funny. Um which is good since he's a comedian that he he has an audience who thinks he's funny. Yes. So, so anyway, I was watching this episode that was, um, I think he was speaking in front of a church, but then he referred back to a comedy show that he had done that then he also showed a video clip from it. And basically there was a guy in the audience who was an amazing singer. I'm not exactly sure how Michael knew he was there or that he was an amazing singer or whatever, but anyway, and so he asked the guy, you know, sing the first few bars of Amazing Grace and the guy just started singing acapella. Of course, it was freaking amazing. He's got an amazing voice. He's very beautiful. You know, people were like, yeah, cheering, clapping. Okay. So then Michael Jr. says to him, okay, imagine... Your uncle just got out of jail. He got shot in the back as, as a kid, and he probably like gave him a couple other things. He's like, "Give us the hood version," and I didn't understand what he was saying. I I thought he was saying like, "Give it to me with a different beat, different tempo, a different feel, a different sound," but. <laughs> apparently the guy that he was talking to knew what he was saying because then he sang the first verse again, but this time with all of this emotion and just power coming out through his voice and the way that the notes moved differently. And it's the same song, the same tune, the same lyrics, but it just came out in this way that like just gave you goosebumps. And when the guy finished the first verse this time, like the audience is giving this guy in the audience a standing ovation. People are coming up and hugging him and clapping him on the back. And you're just like, holy cow, that was the most amazing thing. And Michael Jr. now back talking about this uh, in front of, I think, it again, it was a video. So I think he was talking to a church, though. He's like, now, do you see the difference between when I was talking to that guy and said, you know, sing us a little song? And then I gave him a reason why he was singing us that song. And it hit me again, because I really like thinking about why. Why has always been one of my favorite questions, much to the distress of parents, teachers, and people who hang around me a lot. I want to know why. I feel like if I understand the why of what we're doing, I'd be much more likely to do it, do it well, do it with a good attitude. But I think this is really important to us too as writers. Why are we spending this time Um, not reading a book or hanging out with our friends or family, uh, not doing something else that we think is fun. Why are we spending time writing these books? Now, the first answer might be a really good answer. Just that, just like that singer saying a really great, beautiful tune the first time he sang it. It was totally 
something that anyone would want to listen to. So maybe um, you write for a living. Maybe you uh, write to teach people something. Maybe you write to um, express yourself. Okay, those are good reasons. But what if you can dig down deeper to the deeper why? Now, if you write fiction, um, you might be already one of those people who, who dig down into the deeper why of your characters. Oh, why does this character want to get married? Well, because she's single and she wants to have kids. And of course, she you know, wants to do this traditional thing. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's lots of people's reason. But, but really why? Well, because she really wants to, you know, I'm totally making this up right now. <laughs> I should have thought this through. I usually do these podcast episodes with only a little bit of notes and an idea of where I want to go. <laughs> so so let's say that you dig deeper and you're like, well, why does she want to get married? It's not just getting married. Well, she wants to marry this guy. Like she's been in love with him for years and she's just never really let him know. They've never been single at the same time, that sort of thing. Well, then it becomes more interesting. Okay, so, but why this guy now? Well, he's here in town right now. She's got a couple of weeks to find out whether or not this could ever be anything. And if she doesn't find out now, she'll never know if she had just put herself out there and put her heart on the line and said, listen, I, I like you more than just liking you. And I would like to see if you could like me more than just, just like, um, you know, in, in the, the whole vulnerability of not even necessarily wanting to say the words, I love you. Could you possibly love me? Okay. Now it's beginning, it's becoming more interesting because, um, we know a little bit more about the character, about why they want to get married, about why they want to marry this person. We know why they need to figure this out now because this person's going to be leaving town in a couple of weeks. And then, you know, they'll, they may never have another shot at this. That becomes way more interesting. Just like when Michael Jr. gave this audience member a deeper why, why he would sing Amazing Grace in this, like, just, I can't think of another word, seriously, wow, amazing way. And it really sounded different and it moved you. It moved your heart and your emotions like visceral, like your body was moved by it. It, it was amazing. I'll put a link in the show notes for anybody who wants to watch this video and listen to this guy. Um, it's in the, it's like a 35 minute video and it's maybe five or 10 minutes into it is when he's talking about it and showing these clips of this guy singing. Um, and I think it's really important for us to be clear, to think about it often enough throughout the year, not just once a year or once ever. Why are we taking the time to do this? Why are we writing this story? Like when we choose a story, why are we writing this story now? Um, I, I told you over the last couple of episodes, oh my gosh, I just found out the book I'm writing has already been made into a Hallmark movie and I was writing it as a spec book for Hallmark Publishing. So I was like, yeah, I don't think that I should send them the same story they've already done. I need to come up with a new story. But I could come up with a plot, but the thing is I haven't come up with a good why yet, but why are these characters going to find themselves in this situation. I've got some some really interesting plot stuff and it would be fine for me to just go ahead and write it and it would probably be a perfectly good book. Um, perfectly publishable, per perfectly readable. But seriously, in a pile of submissions, would it stand out? Does it have any kind of wow factor? Not really. Why? <laughs> 
Exactly. Because I don't know the why yet behind this story. Why is this story really important to me? Why is it important to me that this man and this woman find each other, start to like each other, trust each other, start to love each other, and and decide that they want to build a life together? Why these people? And for me, my why... And it's hard sometimes because I look at the people around me, you know, like I, this person is a physicist, that person's an electrical engineer, that person is a nurse, a doctor. I, I actually know a couple who he's a doctor and she's a nurse and they've got this cute little family and they're like, yeah, we know it's a little cliche, but that's who we are. And I'm like, well, cliches came about because of real situations. And so... um in order to not write a cliched life, you know, in our novels, or even if you're writing nonfiction, in order to not write something that's just, this is how you do it, this is how you get through something, you need to move people. And how do you move people? By knowing why. Why is this important that someone would read this story? Like, what do you want to be moved in your reader? And why do you want them to be moved in this way? Okay, so for me... Um, there have been several times over the course of my life from the time that I was probably eight or 10 and started thinking about um, creative pursuits. Um, at, when I was around that age, I wanted to be a cloud, a clown, but I wanted to be a sad clown because anybody can laugh and pretend to be happy. It's easy to pretend to be happy. But if you can have, if you can be a sad clown, this is, this is what I told my mom when I was a little kid. <laughs> it's funny that I still remember it, but I guess it's because it, I really believed it and thought so. But I said, if you, if you can be a sad clown and make people cry or feel like crying, that's a real emotion. You, it's harder to fake. At the time, I said, you can't fake it. Now I realize you, you can fake crying. But <laughs> um, So like that was, that was why I wanted to create and be part of a creative arts when I was younger. And then later, I wanted to make people think. You know, I was in my 20s and I felt like... A lot of things that me and my friends did, we didn't really think it through very much. And I'm sure if you're a parent of people that age, or if you're thinking about things that you did or are doing at that age, there's lots of things that you do that you're not really thinking about. Not necessarily that, not necessarily that you'll regret, but, um, but you're like, yeah, if I had thought that through more, I would have been more careful about this, not done that, not said that to that person in that tone of voice or whatever. There's so many things. Um, now, you know, I'm so, I'm 50. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It seems like an old person's number, almost not really old, but it's just that, you know, in your head, you kind of stay somewhere in your 20s in your head for your whole life, I'm pretty sure. At least the people that I know. Maybe it's just writers. I don't know. Um, so I, st I have these ideas now that I want people to, to really think about what they're doing with their lives and whether or not it's the important stuff or if they're getting lost in the hurry and the busy and the get it done of life in, in such a way they're not actually living the important parts of life that they want to. They strive toward it. I'm going to work really hard so that when I retire, I can live the life that I want. And then 
sometimes you don't get to retirement age. So you, you never lived that life. Or you get to retirement age and then one of you has a heart attack. And again, you end up not living that life. I only say these things because I've heard these from as stories from people that I know. Um, they're sad stories. I don't want people to have sad life stories. That is why I write the stories that I write. I want to either write an uplifting, encouraging, fun, funny, um, loving kind of story in order to um, make people feel better after a bad day, um, help them to have um, happy thoughts in their head before they go to sleep, if they're reading my book before they go to sleep, stuff like that. I have other stories that are darker and I really want people to think about some important aspects of our world and the way that we're living it and uh, and how we... Um, we sometimes think that we're doing all we can, but we're not stopping the bad guys from doing what they're doing. Um, in which case, are we really doing all we can? Uh, could we become one of the bad guys simply by not doing anything? These are thoughts that I find important. <laughs> and so that's why I write. So yes, it does have a little bit to do with me and what I want to say and me thinking through my own thoughts. But also, it's because I really want other people to think and I want them to feel. I want them to stop and really live in this moment right now for a minute. And sometimes it's so much easier to do that and to see your own life more clear, more clearly when you're looking at fictional characters' lives on a page. You know, it's the whole reason why we yell to the young woman in the um, horror movie, don't run upstairs. <laughs> Like you run out of the house. Like how many horror movies have we in the audience sat there yelling, no, don't run upstairs. <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, so what's your why? Why are you spending time doing this instead of doing something else that you could be doing with people that you love or instead of doing some other great fun thing that you enjoy doing also? I hope that you are... Um, feeling good about your writing, I want you to feel good about it. I want you to keep on writing. I think it's important. I think that um, we can change the world. I really do. Um, I think that you can change the world. And let's just even say, supposing nobody reads the thing that you're working on right now. Uh, you either don't finish it or you don't sell it or, or whatever, fiction or nonfiction, how is that going to affect the world? Well, the fact is, is that you actually don't know. But um, a whole lot of kids started reading who hadn't been reading when they started reading Harry Potter. And I think that that opens up a huge world to them, both fictional and for nonfiction. It helps them to understand the power of words, the power of um, the spoken word as they read the dialogue between the, the good guys and the bad guys in the Harry Potter books. Helps them to understand concepts like good versus evil. Um, from the beginning when Harry's just 11 and sometimes good versus evil is bullying in school, um, right up to the end where good versus evil might be giving your life for the greater good. Um, if she hadn't written those books, if they hadn't been published, then there might be people out there who were kids when they first started reading it who are now doing things that they never would have done if they hadn't gotten interested in reading, who are now um, acting, feeling, speaking differently, better. 
And the thing is, is that this isn't terribly measurable. I'm sure that there are scientists who can measure some pieces of the effects of being a reader versus not being a reader. But in each individual life, you know, it's hard to say how much did that child change by reading these books in a positive way that made them a better person, a nicer friend, you know, more aware of others around them, more willing to stick up to somebody who else, stick up to somebody else. What am I trying to say? Stick, stick up for someone who's being bullying, standing up. That's what I'm standing up to someone else, sticking up for someone <laughs> who's being bullied or something like that. There are so many things that we don't know what could happen if our words aren't read. And so because of that, that's now I feel like we're just coming back into a circle. That's why the why is so important. Because if, if you're writing for money because it's your job, that's a good thing. But how much better could it be if you know for sure why you're writing and you can put the power and emotion of your experience and how you feel about this thing, even if it's like how to create an Instagram account as a blog post, you know, you could make it funny. You could make it um, about the kinds of pictures that people would post and the why of those pictures people love Instagram because pictures move us. So even something as simple and and possibly to say the word small as a blog post about how to use Instagram could be something that moves and helps people to have their life be better today and going forward. So I really hope that you're thinking about your why now. There's a lot of things to be grateful for this weekend. It's Thanksgiving weekend in the United States. I had a fantastic time being grateful for a ton of stuff that I needed to buy here in Sweden, also being on sale during Black Friday sales. Um, And I wanted to talk about something that was related to the idea of gratitude without making you be like, I'm throwing up on too much pie and too much talk of gratitude. But I think that we have important things to say, and I think that we have been given gifts that need to be used. That's what gifts are for. (laughs) That's what talents are for, is to be used. So think about how you're using them, why you're using them, and ask yourself if, just like when you're creating a character, can you go deeper, go another layer down? What's the why behind the why that you wrote down? Whatever you're thinking about right now as your why, what's the why behind that? Because I think it's going to make you a much better and possibly brilliant writer. Just like this man who could really sing, when he really belted it out that second time, it practically brought tears to your eyes. So... Uh, If you want to see this video, come over to the show notes. The show notes are always at podcast.rightnowworkshop.com. You can go to forward slash episodes or click on the episodes tab and then scroll down to whichever episode you're looking for. And this is episode 112. This is your encouraging words episode for the day and the week. I hope it is encouraging to you. I hope that whatever you're doing, wherever you're doing it, and however you're doing it, you're having a good day, a good week, and that you in some way or another are being a blessing to others and that you're noticing all the people around you who are a blessing to you. Even just the the nice guy who opens the door for you in a very 
kindly manner (laughs) or the person who thanks you for helping them pick up some groceries that they dropped or there's so many little things to be grateful for to appreciate and be happy about and I think that maybe it's the accumulation of little happinesses and little joys and little gratitudes that actually bring out the value of happiness joy gratitude peace love patience kindness So I hope that you're beginning to see even more of that and that you're trying to show a little bit more of it um, very intentionally to other people this week. That's what I'm hopefully hoping that I'm doing for you is intentionally showing you something uh, and telling you something and sharing something with you that shows you that I value you and respect you as a person who has the power to change the world. I hope you have a great week. We will talk to you again soon. 